Done. There's only 130 games left, and I think Detroit, and it's Detroit has like a three-game lead. Four-and-a-half so game lead in the uh, AL Central oh, now after we won, it's, it's, swept the White Sox, and then swept your Kansas City Royals. And on the plus side, at least one of those games was competitive. Could, oh, no, it wasn't. None you, of them were. Could the Royals at least pretend to be competitive in any of the three games? Jeez. No. Ugh. And you realize like every single one of the Ugh. runs that the Royals scored was against like Phil Coke. Yeah. <laughs> Phil Coke gave Phil up all Coke. eight of the runs. Yeah. And they were all eighth like, knitting. I'd like to buy the world of Phil Coke because... <laughs> Whew, just have a Phil Coke and a smile. <laughs> Gracious hi, uh, me. Hi, Phil. I saw that you got released. Um, we have uh, the, we don't have one to throw batting practice today. Could you do that? I'm just saying it's like um, it's like he's trying to reinvent himself. So I sort of got it was Phil New Coke yes. out there. So Detroit swept the Royals. You guys are four and a half games in front. Woo! Yay for you. Remember let's, when this division was close? Let's it's and it's only four and a half games, right? Let's uh, not go, that let's feels not go, like an eternity. Let's not go crazy. We could like literally get swept by the Houston Astros this entire week, which will not happen. And we're still in first place. Yeah. By a few games. Yeah. It's I'd anyway. like to say congratulations to the Washington Generals. No, I'm sorry, the Kansas City Royals. I'm just trying to say Mike Tyson in his early in his early days fought stiffer competition. Peter McNeely put up a better fight than the Kansas City Royals this weekend. You're repeating jokes he already put on Twitter earlier this week? That's right. Week T, Ray. I gotta get him out. Week T. T is weak. How dare you? Can you believe that we talked about Joel Anderson on the show and then I randomly saw him at the softball field yesterday? Do you you want to tell that story that's also a repeat from Not really from Facebook? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode 47 of Raisin Brent. Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And uh, we got so, we got so much to talk about. This Is this like a crazy week? Like, we waited until um, this is recording on Monday. I feel like you, you like, Mitch McGarry got kicked oh, out of. Oh, swept out, right under the rug. Kicked out Old of the NCAA. News. He, he is Old a pothead. News. He is a pothead. John Beeline has lost institutional control. Oh, my gracious. Heads should roll. But does Ray want to have a show during that time? No, no, no. Ray's like, <laughs> I got bronch- bronchitis. He didn't even pronounce it correctly. He called it bronchitis. Well, I had bronchitis. I couldn't, like the, I couldn't say you it did right. like the Little House on the Prairie thing when they looked up laryngitis and called it laryngitis. That's what you did, Ray. <laughs> yes. That is exactly. It, it has nothing to do with the fact that this weekend was all the game sevens of the NBA. Five of them, and we wanted to wait till they were done to actually record the show. Or to leave more time in between Mitch McGarry. <laughs> So you would forget about it. God dang it. Mitch, okay, here's the deal. Mitch McGarry, this is such a lame rule, though, isn't it? Wait, what's, set up the story, Ray. What college does he go to? Mitch McGarry goes to, I cannot lie, the University of Nebraska. He Shut is a up. Cornhusker. And, oh, no. He goes to the University of Michigan, my homeboys. And uh, he was a stud, except he got hurt most of last year. He was getting excited to come back for one more year before going to the pros. And in the offseason, he got busted for the Marijuana. I would say if he actually went to Nebraska, he would have... Transferred would, out by now. They would have had, they would have had the, the correct uh, concoction to give him so that he wouldn't have failed his test. <laughs> I just feel like if he had been playing for Nebraska, he just would have gone across the border to Colorado, yeah. where it's totally legal and e potentially. 
in theory, in law. But so anyway, Mitch McGarry, in this bad rule, because if this happened during the season, he'd only be out for like, what, three games? Mm-hmm. Three-game suspension. But because it happened in the offseason at this time of year or whatever, it's an entire year suspension? Why doesn't he just miss the first three games of the season? That's a weird rule. And that being said, it's a bad rule. It's completely correct. It is not. A, what are you talking about? I, only f- I feel like it should fall. I feel like this shouldn't be just like Mitch McGarry. I feel like it should be like a death penalty situation, you know? <laughs> They should just cancel the program. Cancel the entire Michigan program. And I mean, look, they're on the way down. Clearly, they were in the championship game last year. This year, they didn't even make the Final Four, whereas man. Michigan State also beat their butts yeah, but in the champion. One out of three times. In the, in the championship Get out rounds. With that. Get out with in that. In the March Madness, they beat their butts. <laughs> They got their just, butts handed to them. I know that's a good catchphrase I came up with because you bring it back every single week against me. What catchphrase? They got their butts handed to them? Yes, that's the exact yes. catchphrase that, in fact, I am talking about. So anyway, Mitch McGarry is now going pro. He's slated to be a second-round pick. Probably could have been like a late first-rounder had he come back and really shown it next year. But, hey, that's the way the ball bounces. You know what they say? Ball don't lie. Yeah. You know what they say about those guys to get the, the gluteal implants, too? They got their butts handed to them Seriously? by the doctor. Oh, my gracious. <laughs> what, does he hand them the implant and then say, here, hold on to this for a sec. Right. Squeeze it good. Okay. Now I'm going to put it inside you. Give it back. Now I'm going to hand your butt to you. Oh, my gracious. Well, we got a lot of things to talk about this week, Brent. In our, like, week and a half hiatus, there's a lot of stuff going on. Besides the Royals Tigers, I have starred on my page with smiley faces next to it. I know. It's circled. It's basically the only thing you were right about the whole weekend. Oh, how dare you? I pretty much nailed the entire NBA playoffs. Except for half of them. We'll talk about that. Except for half break. of them. That's great. But we have Donald Sterling. We've got to at least mention it. It's kind of a, starting to die down now that this is coming out. But, I mean, it did happen since we've recorded last. Mm-hmm. And we've all got opinions on this. I mean, I don't know how much we want to dwell upon it. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. We've got some stuffs we want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also got the NFL draft coming up this weekend, Brent, which means... Yeah. We get to reprise. This is the first like reprise bit we're going to do in Raisin Brent history. Do you remember all the way back to around this time last year, roughly episode, I don't know, one or so? Something like that. And if you have a chance to go back and listen to episode one of Raisin Brent. Please don't. It don't, was horrible. Don't do it, because uh, we were still trying to figure some stuff out. The recording is terrible. I was, like, I was still delightful, but Ray... <sighs> Man, if you he... thought I was rough now... Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, go back, and your left ear and left ear only will get... Here's no the deal. treats. That first episode, V. Stiviano recorded Ray, and she deleted it. That's how bad it was. She didn't release it. She 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 gave it to a friend for safekeeping, and the friend just threw it away. Like yeah. that's how poor. It was like anyone who's listened to it is like the ring. You just automatically die if you listen to it. <laughs> you have three days, and then your head just explodes scanner cop style. It's terrible. But yeah, we got to talk about the NFL draft. We're going to predict the top five picks again last year, Brent. And you remember what happened last year when we predicted the uh, top five picks in the NFL draft? Do you know how many we got right? Was it two? None of them. No. <laughs> we got no picks in the correct spots. No, we got, we got Eric Fisher. No, we did not. I got Eric Fisher. No, we did not. Yes, I You know what? Go back and listen yeah, to the tape, Brent. Go back Brent, and listen to the tape. And I'll call I got in, Eric Fisher. And I'll call you in three days. I got Eric Fisher, Ray. <laughs> you had not Eric Fisher. This is you had a, them drafting in Dominican I don't even know why you're doing this right now. This is totally not right. Here's the deal. We should go back and listen. In any case, we're going to do it again. We're going to have a good time with it. We're going to blow it out. All right. You ready to do that? Yeah. Let's just jump right to it then. We'll be right back to talk about NFL draft. Do some predicting after three seconds of Damn Yankees. Can you take 
Well, we went back and we reviewed the tape, Brent. Well, Ray. Mr. Ray can't remember anything. No one was going to go listen to that show, Ray, and I was trying to give us some credit. After our debacle of the Marsh Madness, Uh, we were losing all credibility. (laughs) So we went back in the break and we, uh, in that three Uh, seconds of, we did it really fast. We went back in our three seconds. Yeah. And And it turns out, yeah, I was right. It was those runs on left tackles. We both had Jokel going first. Yep. And and he went second. Yeah. We had Eric Fisher going later. But to be fair, we both knew before the draft, it's just that. Our show was almost a week before the the draft actually happened, and then a bunch of stuff happened. Well, this year, it's only three days before, so we pretty much know what we're going to know. That's right. Going on right now. So, we both have written down our top five picks. Now, this is not counting trades, because trades might happen, but I don't think the players change. I still think we're just taking the the slots. That's all we can do. all we can do. And if there's a trade, there's a trade, but who knows? That might still work to our advantage. might still work to our advantage. That might be trade over the guy. Yeah, right there, Jay Leno? Yep. So it's time for some road trip right now. In any case. Uh, yeah. So what we're going to do here is we're going to go over the top five picks, uh, and then we're going to talk about each of our teams, my team being your Detroit Lions. And my team being the Kansas City Chiefs. Can you say that any slower, please? Can we? We have only that's, a, that's the play less by, than an hour show. We don't want to get yelled that's, at. That's the play-by-play. Uh, that's the Kansas yeah. City. You know, you heard that like, Touchdown! Kansas City. I don't know why it's Kansas City, but it is. But who are the chefs? Great googly moogly. Thank you. Good pickup. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about who we would like our team to take, like in an ideal situation, and who we honestly think they're going to take. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So you ready to do this, Brent? Yes. I hope so, because we're doing it. Uh, first pick overall, the Houston Texans are on the board. I feel confident with this pick. I don't know if you agree. I'll, you want me to go? I'll go first. Go first. I went first last time. The Houston Texans take Jadavian Clowney. I mean, I feel so confident about this pick. Like, I can't get shut out this year, right? I would, would hope not. What are you doing over there? Joan Collins just started talking on my computer. Gracious me. In any case, Jadavian Clowney, or Jadevian, excuse me. No, no, you, hey, you said Jadavian oh, Clowney. Oh, no. Ray is over one. Oh, great. And my number one pick is Jadevian Clowney. Oh, no. As we just discovered a few days ago, you're actually supposed to pronounce it like that. Jadevian yeah. Clowney. Well, at least he did it before he went to the NFL instead of being like, oh, I've been here five years now. No, changed my name. My name's Theisman now. Yeah. Brr. But uh, I, the guy's just, he's ratings off the board. They're saying he could be the best player seven or eight uh, years going. It's Even if the Houston Texans don't take him, which they should, you got to figure they would trade to somebody else who would take him. They're trying to shop the pick a little bit. I don't agree with this pick, but I think that's what the pick will be. I think David Connie could be bad news. I think he's very talented, but I think he's kind of lazy. I think if you put him in the right situation and putting him on a team with J.J. Watt, a guy who's not going to take any crap and make him work hard, let's face it, Jadevi and Clowney, if you put him on my Lions with Sue and Fairley and a bunch of those yokels, yeah. he probably ends up breaking bad. Yeah. But you put him on a team like the Texans, and I think there's enough discipline already built in and the, 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 you know, the fundamentals are there and whatnot that uh, it's going to be okay for him. I just thought he had so many excuses last year. Oh, I'm trying to not get injured for the draft. It, oh, I'm getting triple teamed. Oh, and then you got your coach. Well, Kalani's has got a bad shoulder. Yeah, Kalani, Kalani, Kalani has got a bad. Every thanks, week, Kalani. thank you, Spurrier. Thank you, old ball coach. Right. But here's the deal, though. Can we now officially say everything Jadevian Clowney did and said last year was totally correct? <laughs> 
He's going to be first pick overall. He didn't blow it. Doesn't mean he's he going made to be the right great. choices. We will see. We'll see what happens. He made the right. Can nobody's even talking about this? They've been bashing him all year and finding reasons not to draft him. He was right. We're wrong. He's right. He's the first pick overall. Boom, bang, boom. I will say that nobody has made more money off of one tackle where a Michigan guy was had his helmet on too loose than right? Jadavian Clowney. Right? Holy crap. As soon as that happened, it was just like, fly me to Canton. <laughs> I'm in the yeah. Hall of Fame for the pros. We'll see. He still weighs 255. So let's see he'll, when he's going up, up against those 300. Up. Well, then he's not going to be as fast. Fair enough. Uh, you ready to pick number two? Yeah. St. Louis Rams, as received from the Washington... Redskin potatoes because of the trade for the RG three trade. Boy, when they Redskins made that trade, I don't think they believed that uh, a few years later they'd be having uh, the second overall pick. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the direction they planned on going with the RG three trade. Yee. Um, I have with this pick offensive tackle from the university from the University of right Auburn. There. Auburn. Greg Robinson. Greg Robinson. Fair enough. Humongous ah. human being. Excellent. Now, I thought it could have been, and I didn't pick this, but I think I would have taken with this pick Jake Matthews, who's Fair like enough. a you know, legacy. Bruce Matthews' son. Yep. Another left tackle up in the top ten. Uh, I believe he's the second He learned under OT. Luke Jokel last yeah. year. Yeah. Did good. So, uh, so, so why do you think they take the offensive tackle there for uh, St. Louis? I just think they... They have Sam Bradford, unless you think they need a, a quarterback right now. Which I don't. I don't know why. You know they. I, they just. They just doubled down with Sam Bradford. They got. They got Tavon Austin last year, so they got their speed guy. I think now they try to get the protection down. They have a good defense. I just think that's, it's a safe pick too. It's a very safe pick. I mean, offensive tackle in the top five always safe. No one's ever going to get mad. It's not sexy. It's not a fire up chips Eric Fisher situation here. Yeah. Uh, this is where we're going to differ. I do oh, not yeah. have him as the second overall pick. Watkins? I, bu- I do have Sammy oh, Watkins. Oh, Sammy Watkins. I have Sammy wow. Watkins here because either they're, they're doubling down with Sam Bradford. They're happy enough with their offensive line production. Um, if they believe he's going to do it, they just got to get him more weapons. That team did, you know, yeah, Austin was great last year, but what else do they really have going for hmm. him? Uh, not a whole heck of a lot. To me, if they were going to go wide receiver, it would make a little more sense to be white uh, to be Mike Evans out of A and M because he's a big wide receiver. He, he's big, uh, but the other thing that I'm thinking here is St. Louis might trade that pick down to uh, say eight, nine, ten. Somebody might trade up for tra- yeah. somebody might trade up for Sammy Watkins. They Fair might enough. trade down and get Mike Evans. Sure. So with the two slot, based on the rules we set up, I believe mm-hmm. Sammy Watkins will be the second pick, or they just draft Sammy Watkins and um, then make a trade if you know Mike Evans is still on the board today. Yeah. Who knows. Um, going on third pick overall, right. Jacksonville Jaguars. I guarantee okay. we do not agree on this one. You go first. I got the crazy one. Okay, I just went first last time. All right. Yeah, we're gonna mess it up. Okay, we will see. This is my special. This is my Ray I special. Have a small college guy. Uh oh. Uh oh. I know who it's gonna be. Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack from Buffalo. Who, by the way, I think is Oof. my favorite player in this draft. He's so good. He's a beast. And he played at University of Buffalo mm-hmm. just because he followed the coach. But the if you to watch, Buffalo, he was supposed to go to one of the teams in the South. I'm blanking on right now. Yeah, but good if job, you, watch, you watch his tape, man. Every time he played a good team, he was killer. He was he was special. Um, yeah. Even even uh, Urban Meyer down at those hated Buckeye Nation yeah. in Columbus said when they played Buffalo this past year, the best player on the field was Khalil Mack. Yeah, they said that when they played uh, South Carolina, and then Spurrier yep. after the game was like, "But Klein has got a bad shoulder." <laughs> <laughs> Gracious. I do not have Khalil Mack going third oh, overall. Wow. It's okay. very exciting. Yeah, I, I'm going I for thought the, this is a wild card right here of my Khalil uh, Mack. I don't think three. so. I think a lot of people are going that route, at least the uh, the Mel Kuypers of the world. 
Uh, this is my little wild card. I think that either again, there's either going to oh, be a no. trade. Are you say this. This is your time for your third guy? pick overall, Johnny Football, oh! Johnny Manziel. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars need excitement. And as much as I love University of Michigan quarterback Chad Henney, he is not the guy. He's you're going to build a winning franchise around, not in a division with Andrew Luck in it with them, and, and you've got the uh, the Houston Texans about to get Jadevi and Clowney. Ideally, these guys probably want Jadevi and Clowney with the third pick overall. Probably not going to fall that far. So I just got to believe that, and he just visited Jacksonville this past week, and nobody's really talking about it. I think that Gus Bradley wanted to build a team around something. They're kind of building this exciting, defensive-minded team. I mean, some people might think they would do Khalil Mack to build that defense. I just think you got a player like Johnny Football on the board, and either you trade out for somebody who really wants him, or you float that you're going to take him. You say dangle, dangle, anybody, mm-hmm. and then you just go ahead and do it anyway. Johnny Football. I mean, I think that's a, that's 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 very interesting because you're right; they have been dangling that out there, and I don't I don't really think that Jacksonville's going to take him. But if they can put it out there enough that they're going to take him, somebody might jump right ahead for maybe number four or number five. That's it. Yeah, you know, somebody might just jump in and do that, and. Th- th- if Johnny Football goes to Jacksonville, I now all of a sudden from nothing want to watch Jacksonville Jaguars mm-hmm. games. They I'm, immediately become relevant. I'm more interested in watching Johnny Manziel if he's playing somewhere where they play on turf so I can watch his head get repeatedly slammed. She's oh, Pete. <laughs> e. So the fourth pick right here. I'll go first this time. Yeah. I just want I wanted to shake it up because sure. I wanted to, I wanted to surprise with the okay. Manziel. Yeah. You know, after if I say Manziel third and then you go to your third pick, nobody's even listening anymore. They're still going. Oh, I don't know. I didn't think it was that like surprising. Show, Showtime with the Apollo. Yeah, because I predicted who you're going to say when you said it. Yeah, so, so it wasn't that surprising. <laughs> oh, okay. I wait for people at home yeah. to stop doing that. Okay, cool. Fourth pick overall, the Cleveland Browns. Your sad, sad sack of potatoes. The Cleveland Browns, man. Can they do anything right? Oh, no. I know who you're going to say. <laughs> now that you said I know who you're going to say. I Actually, like you don't know who I'm going to say. Oh, I do. Because it's very relevant. I think they take Robinson. Offensive tackle. Oh, wow. Your number two overall okay. pick is my number four. Okay. Um, the guy's, you know, he charts off the board. Safe left tackle. And I have a reason for this. Let me say right now. I'm remembering a few years ago when they did the debacle of Brandon Whedon. Remember, Brandon Whedon, they traded back into the first round to draft as a 30-year-old rookie quarterback. Who would have thought that a 29-year-old rookie quarterback wouldn't turn out well? (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) Who knew the oldest player on your team would be your new first-round draft pick? But remember, third pick overall is what they had there. Here they have fourth. They took Joe Thomas, who was a very competent left tackle a few years ago. So I believe that uh, because I have a strong feeling that later on in this draft, and I'll say it, Cleveland Browns trade back into the 20s and draft Derek Carr out of Fresno State, they do another Brandon Whedon situation. They've shown they're capable of doing it before. I think you draft another left tackle to, pre- to prepare to help this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they're lucky, you know, they might think about Mike Evans right here, you know, just getting a wide receiver, just something going on. I just have a feeling, though, that if Robinson's on the board at this point, based on my belief they're going to get Derek Carr and trade back in to get him, you got to take the offensive tackle here, Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a safe pick, and I think they, need, they can't do anything overly crazy with this pick. Who knows if it turns out to be the right pick, but that's where I have him going. Yeah, and I have number four for your Cleveland Browns. I have Johnny Football. Johnny no! Manziel. Johnny yep. Manziel, fourth pick For the overall. same reason that you just said, you know, for, for Jacksonville. They become like, relevant. They become relevant. Yeah. And it's exciting, you know? Here's the deal, though. If Johnny Football goes to Cleveland, I still want one. I still want one. No, it's watch. amazing. That's just like I'll be rooting uh, for him even harder to fail. I kind of don't like Johnny Manziel, so I would love, I love to him. have him wear those ugly orange, <laughs> muted orange... 
Oh, so colors disgusting. Throwing brown. bones at him in the uh, right. in the end zone. Yeah. Ugh. Have him bark like a dog on TV. I'm a brown now. And, having, oof, oof, and then oof. Manziel's, when something goes wrong, he's going to get mad and start talking trash about the poor people in Cleveland. And, Ugh. you know, just, you know. That seems to me like the worst fit physically mm-hmm. possible. He's got small hands, you know, uh, for a guy who can play. I mean, they're not ridiculously small. No, Johnny Manziel had the biggest hands of any quarterback in the Did he? In, yes. I thought Blake Bortles had, like, much no. bigger. No. I thought he was just. No, oh, was, I'm thinking Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. I'm a big dummy head, everybody. Yeah. yeah, so here's the deal Cleveland, don't take Teddy Bridgewater for all the reasons I was about yeah. to say. Yee. I thought you were going to go Bortles on there, right? I, mean, just ah, I, just, I don't see Bortles. I see Bortles going eight to Vikings. Maybe. I see. That just feels right because be. that's a Christian Ponder pick right there. Could be, or that could be where Derek Carr, I mean, he's jumping up, you know? He is. He, is, right. he is. Fifth pick overall. Number five. I'll go first. You go first. I got the, the lightning. The lightning bolt from Clemson. Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins drops to five. Yeah. That seems crazy I think to me. At that point, you know, Oakland has to take Sammy Watkins. If the if the Raiders are drafting fifth and they are here, they might trade, who knows? If he's there at five. Either, they either take him or somebody trades up right there. I mean, if he's there at five, the Lions are on the phone with him immediately. Yeah. Um, but no, if he's there at five, you have to take him. I, mm-hmm. I just don't see him dropping out of the top three. So that's crazy. I you know what though? That's a, that's good. Based on what you've already said, if that's the way it goes, Sammy Watkins should be sure. five. Um, I've got Khalil Mack going five to the uh, to the Raiders. He's just too good. Too the good Raiders to need far. those types of players. To, I mean, that guy's a ten year, hardworking, foundational player that you can really like yeah. build around. Now, I, if I'm being honest, I think Houston should take Khalil Mack at number one because I, th- right? I think he's a safer pick. And you know, if 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 yeah. Jadavion Clowney has a ceiling of a hundred, Khalil Mack has a ceiling of ninety nine. Six and he's going to start off stronger and he's and he's not going to be a problem in the locker room at all. He's not, but I mean, is that really the issue with the Texans? That locker plus, room problems. Unlike, the problem with the Texans is people show up to their quarterback's house and harass his family. Unlike That's Clowney, the problem. he doesn't have a bad shoulder. Uh, like Clowney. Boy, if Clowney had a bad shoulder, I'd hate to you know based on what he did at the combine, wait, I hate to see what he does when he's I healthy. I can't wait to hear what happens when he's not getting double teamed uh, because they have JJ Watt and he's still not getting to the quarterback. Then think, what's your excuse then? Uh, I think he breaks through. I think he's going to be super strong. Uh, he might. I, I hope he, he does because he's very talented, and I hate it when guys are very talented and and suck. Yes. So I hope he doesn't. Hey, remember uh, uh, every wide receiver the Lions took for all those years: yeah. Mike Williams, Charles Rogers. Uh, yeah, but this is a guy that other people, other than the Lions, actually think is going to be good. So. Well, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. So we're going to talk about our teams now. So the top five picks, let's just recap for the people at home. I have uh, Jadevian Clowney, one. Sammy Watkins, two. Johnny Football, three. Uh, Greg Robinson. Why am I blanking on his name? Greg Robinson, four. I don't know why I'm freaking on that. Uh, Khalil Mack, five. And I have Clowney, number one. Robinson, Number two, Khalil Mack. Number three, Cleveland goes with Manziel. And number five, Sammy Watkins to Oakland. Manziel would just be such a bad fit. I could love to see him in the Raiders. I'd love to I see him in Raiders and Cleveland are both weird for him, but... I think the Browns just feels completely wrong. That's why it would be great. He's an all-flash, you know, some substance kind of a, you know, I don't want to say kills dogs, but a Michael Vick type of a electrifying presence. I also would that love doesn't to... belong in Cleveland. I want him to have to play in the snow. You know, he went to oh, Texas. Yeah. Yuck. I just don't know. You got to take a Michigan or type player. You know what I'm saying? Like a cold weather, Big Ten kind of quarterback to go play. They're just like you know. I think that's what they always been doing, right? How's that working out for them? Uh, Brandon Whedon did not play in the Thank Big you. Ten, sir. <laughs> in any case, so we got to our own teams. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Go ahead. I'll go. You're, first. you're number ten, Detroit. Your Detroit Lions picking number ten. Now this is rough because I. I 
when we talk about who we want them to take, I want the Detroit Lions, and I've been back and forth on this about eight times in my mind over the last month or so. And I'll probably by the time the draft comes, I'll completely change my mind. Are you on talking this. about who they want? Who like, I want, regardless of who might be available, or who you realistically think will be available, and who would you want from that? I'm getting there, Brent. Okay, that's <laughs> why I'm asking. I'm posing a question. I'm just trying to quantify it as hard as possible because I would like to see if it was oh, up I'd to love me. To quantify it as hard as possible, dude. Ouch. I want to see the Lions trade up to the number two pick with St. Louis, give up a little bit of the farm for it, and draft Sammy Watkins. I really, he will not be there at 10. I really, honestly, as I said before, don't think he's going to be there at five. I think you get Sammy Watkins. This offense just goes from incredible to holy bleep, they're coming to our town. This this team could has a chance to win their division, win playoff games, maybe even get to the NFC Championship game and beyond next year. It's all there it's based on matchups, based on how the Seahawks and 49ers look, but they seem to me clearly the best team coming into this upcoming year in the NFC uh, North. And there's a lot of potential there. They need one more player on offense to make it happen. Sammy Watkins, get it done. That's what I like to see him pick. Uh, how who I think they will pick? I don't think they're going to make this draft. I don't think they're comfortable giving away the farm. I think they wait at 10 and they take my man from Alabama. Ha <laughs> ha! Clinton Dix. Clinton Dix. Wow. I think you wait, you take him. You need a safety. You need cornerbacks. Uh, uh, there's a big thing for Denard out of Michigan State. Uh, there's a very realistic chance he goes there as well. I, I don't see anything besides one of those two players. That's really a wide receiver or, or defensive back is really where they have to go. And I, I just think the talent's there. Mike Evans, if he's there at 10, I don't think he will be. Uh, he might go eight or nine. Buffalo might take him, you know. But in any case, that's who I want them to take. Sammy Watkins, who I want. Clinton Dix, who I think they will. All right. Kansas City Chiefs coming off a successful season, albeit a horrible collapse in the playoff game. I last think they year. hit their ceiling last year. I think, you know, I wasn't, a, I wasn't a believer. And then when the season started, it was just so apparent right away that a lot of what you said actually ended up being true. And I hate to admit that. But then they just ran into, and they will again this year and the year after probably, as long as Peyton Manning's still there. They just keep running into the Denver Broncos, and that's bad news. They're going to win what, until they don't. Their, you know, their division went from like one being perceived as the worst division last year, pretty bad, to you know San Diego finished strong last year. San Diego's legit. Yeah. Um, so thank that's God for the Raiders. Tough, it's going to be a tough division. Yeah. Thank you, Raiders. Um, so I think the Chiefs have a couple glaring needs. Uh, one of them being wide receiver. I thought you were going to say quarterback. Oh no, not a glaring need. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, glaring to some of us. 400 yards and four touchdowns in the playoff game. Mm. How'd that um, go for you? Uh, it went better than it did for Detroit, who didn't make the playoffs. E. Yeah. Hurts. Uh, <laughs> uh, Alex Smith's not the reason they lost that game, sir. It was the defense and the, the, everyone. No, they have a great defense. Everyone, you told me that all season. Well, they did. Vaunted defense. Kansas City Chiefs' best defensive front. They were shutting e. them down until everyone got injured. Until they That's shut okay. it down. Anyway, right. who you got them taking? What's your they also have need? a the, you know, obviously a need. Speaking of the playoff game, at at free safety, okay. But they have Eric Berry at strong safety. He's he's a all world. And, and remind me where the Chiefs are drafting. Is it twenty? They are number twenty three. Twenty three. Okay. So I think you know if I had my druthers, Ray, I would <laughs> really Druthers? I would really love it if somebody wanted to jump up there and take one of those quarterbacks that was left, Bridgewater. Maybe. Bridgewater probably going to be there when you're there. Yeah. And I really don't want the Chiefs to take him. I don't. I don't know about him. He's, I don't like the quarterbacks with small hands, dude. That you know what that means? A lot of fumbles. Unless uh, he, yeah. just don't let him get hit. Yeah. Um, That's what Eric Fisher's job is. So, and they could also use. You can always use more cornerbacks. Uh, 
you know, there's a lot of people they could take, but I, the guy I really have my eye on that I think they could realistically get, yes, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, and we Oregon talked about State. him. He's fast. He's really fast. He gets that separation. And you know what? I'm surprised, Ray, that you're, you'd be willing to give up the farm for Detroit, okay? Because I think if Detroit just hangs in at number 10, maybe they move back a couple spots, four or five spots. They trade back. They get Sammy Watkins Jr., also very fast, wide receiver, and they don't have to give up another pick. Are you calling Brandon Cooks Sammy Watkins Jr.? Sammy Watkins The Jr. problem is he's small, right? Yeah. They just got Golden Tate, who's yeah. only a six-foot smaller wide receiver, who's well, probably already going to play in the slot. This guy's only 5'10". So. <laughs> this is what I'm saying, though. We don't. We just signed a slot receiver for three years. I, we got, if we're going to take a guy, he's going to be big and fast like Can't Calvin. Can't teach speed. Can't teach speed, Ray. Fair enough. But, you know, I, I, I like Brandon Cooks a lot. Uh, I'm a little worried. You know, I wouldn't mind getting... Odell Beckham. See, that's who a lot of Lions fans yeah. are talking about right now at LSU. Although I hate that idea. I did notice. He did get better throughout the year, but he also performed, got a lot of his yards against the garbage teams they played. Welcome to the SEC, now, sir. <laughs> you have to like him for one reason. Yeah. Odell Beckham. His nickname's going to be ODB. Am I wrong? I mean, that's, that's kind of pretty sweet. I like that. Uh, too many Bendham jokes, though. Wouldn't that get old after a while? Yeah, maybe. Bend it like Beckham. Um, you know, a lot of people have Marquise Lee going to the Chiefs. I wouldn't be opposed to that. I'm a little worried about how he disappeared, but that part of that could be USC's had some quarterbacking issues. Fair enough. And he got injured. So, well, then, uh, you know, that's I don't who, know. But uh, who do you think they're going to take, though? I don't know. I mean, I really hope that. Well, the Brandon, idea was we were supposed to work this out. And yeah. <laughs> have it ready for presentation. I think Marquise Lee falls to them, maybe. Okay. Um, I think if there's a if there's a safety that falls to them right there. If maybe I don't know if Pryor falls all the way down there. Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor. I don't I think know. He's already on the team, sir. Yeah. Well, he's mentoring Russell Wilson. I I hope that uh, you know. Yee. A lot of people are saying they're gonna get Marquise Lee, so I guess Fair I'll enough. go with that. Go with Marquise Lee. But I want Brandon Cooks. Okay. And watch now they'll pick like some offensive tackle or some non glamour position. Taylor Lewan falls. You get yeah. two Michigan tackles. But what I would really love though, though is if the Chiefs good for you, they trade out of twenty three back to maybe like 28 and then they get their second round pick back and then then they could take in the second round then that'd be okay with maybe taking a flyer on bridgewater in the second round yeah i think bridgewater is a second round pick uh absolutely i think he's probably the fourth quarterback off the boards i you know the thing that kills me about it i did not realize janine garofalo played quarterback (laughs) and and is rated as a third round prospect i mean who knew who knew the bowler what if garofalo goes before bridgewater i mean that could happen could happen. Don't think it will. Question mark. Question mark. I'll tell you what. If the Chiefs stay at number twenty three and and Derek Carr is there, I wouldn't be unhappy if they took Derek Carr. You know, I kind of see. You know, who I see taking Derek Carr. Hmm. I mean, besides the Cleveland Browns, I think the Cleveland Browns. Houston at number one. <laughs> no, you can't. Erase there would be a the riot. mistake of the past. There would be a riot if they took David Carr's brother. No, um, Denver Broncos taking Derek Carr. In the first round, because they don't have a ton of needs right now. Peyton Manning's only got a couple of years to go. That gives Derek Carr a chance to, you know, step in and be the guy. Just to, you know, put it out there. I hope that does not happen. Boy, watch you poop yourself. I will be mad. (laughs) So cool. Well, that's our our list right there of the NFL draft. Check us out next week, and we'll see how absolutely wrong we were on everything. Zeros again. Zero five. Jadevian Clowney goes undrafted. Well... Yeah, here's the deal. Watch. Clowney's not going to get picked number one. Somebody's going to trade up, and then we're, he's going to be at number two, and then we're going to get zero Oh, again. geez. We'll just get right down the line. I think we have to get at least something right here, right? <laughs> something has to go right. Oh, gracious. In any case, we'll be right back, and we're going to talk a little NBA after three seconds of ACDC. I'm on a
NBA playoffs are upon us. Five game sevens, Brent. Pretty amazing. And I was pretty. I pretty much am very happy with my predictions because I pretty much got everything right, except with limited for, exception, eh, except for the half of them you got wrong. Yeah. Well, you know, I would say you're about fifty fifty, which is not a passing grade, Ray. That's well, a, that's an F. I would say right now, did I not predict a whole bunch of these series were going to go deep, if not seven games? I mean, when the road teams and the inferior teams started winning these game ones all over the place. That's not a prediction. Shady. The inferior team already won an early game. So for the superior team to win, it has to go deep. Shady. What are you trying to do, the mentalist the thing? The NBA. You like you have, have I had a nail. Insight? The You're NBA like loves psyched? their money. They lo- they need these series in the first round to go six or seven games. That's why they expanded it from best of five to best of seven, because they like that money. And at the end of the day, I, I just it was like Vince McMahon scripted the thing. It's like the heroes just get beat down. They come back. They finish strong. They win in seven. Huzzah. Happy days. Look, everybody's talking about how great the NBA is. This is not great. It's, I'm sure it's exciting people involved, but it, it feels scripted to me. And again, that makes me apparently like the worst person uh, the, the, on Mars. But that's that's absolutely how it just looks to me. It just it looks like a fix to me. Is that wrong? Uh, you're not right and you're not wrong. I don't think it's a fix. I think, you know. Maybe not a fix. That's maybe a strong word. But yeah, my goodness. It just it seems so convenient. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. Well, yeah, so you were right about a couple series, Ray. You were. There was no way the Thunder were going to get beaten by the Grizzlies, despite the fact the Grizzlies got on them early, just like, oh, oh, those that dastardly macho man Randy Savage. Oh, he hits Hulk Hogan to open the match with the lead pipe to the back of the knee. But Hulk Hogan hulks out, and then Zach Randolph gets inexplicably suspended for Game 7. Oh, the Thunder win. Oh, parade. Yeah, the Thunder... Well, to be Come fair, though, the Thunder destroyed them in Memphis in Game Six too. So it's almost like at some point, Oklahoma City is like, "Oh, I guess we better start playing it's time now." To go. I mean, look at the uh, the deal. And the same thing I said with the Pacers playing the Hawks. Oh, the Hawks get over on the Pacers early. Not as surprising that that would happen legitimately, though, because the Pacers have been playing so badly lately. But you said the Pacers would not make it out of that series. Um, when I found out Paul George did not get suspended no, when, for Amare Stoudemireing, I knew that the, I knew the fix on was the in. Show last time you said the Pacers would not make it out. Of I was the more hoping because okay. then I could yeah, troll you harder. What you said so. There's one thing you're wrong about. Um, uh, and also, but you were right about Houston making it to the second round. Oh wait, completely wrong. That is a bad team. How is My, that a bad team? They they're That's not a bad, bad team. They're not a bad team. They're a bad team. They played against. Portland. Damian Lillard. They won a game in and Portland. LaMarcus Aldridge. And those two are, are tough right now. You know what? I, I got bamboozled by the Houston Rockets. I have to admit it. That's a team of all stars. I figured there's no way the stars don't advance past this no-name Portland team. That is very good. Obviously, they're very good. I just didn't think there was any way a team with that many stars on it doesn't make the second round. But sure enough, they just got beat. How about the disappearing act of James Harden? Yee. You know, Dwight Howard, for all the trash we talk about him, he came up big. He was playing yeah. hard, man. Yeah. Roy Hibbard thinks that James Harden disappeared in that series. <laughs> ah. Hey, everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, I was I whiffed on that one. I was honestly surprised the Clippers won the seventh game uh, against the Warriors only because of the whole Donald yes. Sterling thing. So there's three series you were wrong about out of. I still feel right about the Pacers. I don't know about I don't, nah. I don't care what I said. It was hopeful. <laughs> um, I really thought they were going to. I just didn't think. If the Clippers lose to the Warriors, the Donald Sterling talk goes away because the Clippers go away and they get swept under the rug. Maybe they just feel like the Clippers, you know, Clippers Thunder is a really good series. Maybe they just wanted to see it happen. I understand. You are completely wrong about this issue. The whole nation is unified 
with the exception of you know for some guys in white sheets, is unified <laughs> behind the LA Clippers hey, right now. You know, I say if the hood fits, right? Yeah. So, oh, but I would also say, what team had absolutely? Who was the only team that had no trouble at all in the first round? The Miami. The Heat. The Miami Heat, your NBA three-peat champions. They will not have a hard time in the second round either. That's going to be a tough series, right? No, it's not. The Brooklyn Nets. Absolutely, I think the Heat I win this that in game five goes... or less. Okay, that's a bet. What are we betting bet right there? Uh, Dodger wh- game. Dodger game. Dodger game. Done. Since you already owe me one anyway. Dodger game. No, I owe you a Clipper game. Oh, that's fair enough. Dodger I don't, don't want to go. They're racist. <laughs> <laughs> now I demand a Lakers game. Dodger game uh, complete with a beer and a Dodger dog. Ooh. Boom. How about an all-you-can-eat section? Oh, that would be great. What? Yeah. I, can, do that? I can eat some Dodger dogs. Is there dogs. an all-you-can-eat section? Yeah, let's bet it. Okay. Miami Heat dispatches Brooklyn in four or five games. Okay. Five if if the Brooklyn Nets get lucky in game three. I think it goes six or seven. Oh, there's now, no chance. Here's the question, Ray. Do you I don't know if you know this. Maybe you do. Maybe I probably do don't. Not. Okay. <laughs> the I was gonna uh, guess the Brooklyn Nets played the Miami Heat four times this year. That's right. Well what was the Heat's record in those games? It was not good. I believe they lost three of them. It was 0 and four. Oh and four. Okay, fair enough. So you what? Know what the average score in those games was? 103 to 76. Okay. That's not true. <laughs> I, I was no. going to say, but that's they were a great 0 and stat. 0-4. I don't believe it. I don't <laughs> think that means anything. Listen, your Detroit Red Wings were three games, 3-1 uh, and one versus the Boston Bruins, but when they played them in the NHL playoffs for our brief NHL blast, and they got their butts handed to them by Boston, you know. So that uh, regular season only carries so much weight is yeah. all I'm trying to say. Um, no, I, the Miami Heat are going to dispatch them quickly, and uh, you're Indiana Pacers, man. I, what happened? As I predicted last week, Ray, they will survive the series, but they will not survive the second round, and they're already down 1-0. They and, their, and they're, they're, they they're, got their butts handed to them. And they're playing the Chicago Bulls, right? That, uh, oh, that really uh, hot Chicago uh, Bulls. No, 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 because all the Chicago friends of mine on my Facebook Twitter feeds are all are all talking about, this is a team making the Eastern Conference. This team could be in the NBA Finals. I feel good about the way this team is gelling this time. Time of year, Joakim Noah, MVP of the playoffs. How um, so? How many games did it take them to beat the Michael Jordan pathetic Washington Wizards team? They just swept them, right? Five they, games. Five games. Okay, so they and they and they beat them, right? Like they beat them really good. They beat them pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh wait, no, they didn't. Uh, no, they didn't at all. They got they got their butts handed to them by the Washington games, Wizards. They only won one game. They're awful. What are you doing, Bulls fans? I, as a Pistons fan, knew when the season started. I said they would be good, but at least I can recognize as at least somebody who isn't wrapped inside the bubble. I know this is not a good team, and it turned out they were not a good team at all. This Bulls team is all without Derrick Rose. This team can't win anything. They're not that good. What you got fooled because they played garbage down the stretch. You got played, son. I had a friend talking. You got played like pocket aces. My friend that we're always talking about on here. Not always. He doesn't even listen to the show. He was talking about how, yeah. So let's, Bulls, let's rip on him. Bulls. He saw, he saw this article on some in some magazine where it said, Chicago, number one sports town. Bulls, they have a great hockey team and an NBA team quick on the rise. And I was like, well, how are they quick on the rise? <laughs> and he's like, what? watch. We're going to get Derrick Rose back. We get Carmelo. Championship, <laughs> Carmelo. You, God. <laughs> Carmelo doesn't deserve to sniff a championship. I said team. Carmelo. Come on. Well, you remember when the Denver Nuggets traded away Carmelo for a sack of donuts, and how quickly they went into the toilet? Oh no, they were actually better the next year. And you know what Denver? Oh said? my bad. You know what they said? Those donuts were delicious. And they yeah. said mm, donuts. <laughs> donuts. 
Yeah, Carmelo Anthony's Hello. terrible. Carmelo Anthony belongs on the Knicks because that team is so bag of wind, man. That team is not good. They have they have Andrea Bargnani. Hey, Ray. Amari Stoudemire. Just a team of garbage. The, Gobage. The Clippers, live as we are recording, yeah. are ahead 176 at Oklahoma City. That's crazy. How much time do you think is left in the game, right? Oh, it's almost over, right? Well, 100. You'd figure about five minutes to go, right? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Two minutes left in the third quarter still. Um, but here's the deal, though. Remember we said, I said about hey, the Oklahoma first Oklahoma City, thanks for playing defense. This is a series going to go seven games, six if something crazy happens. And if to, in order for the NBA, again, oh, Hulk Hogan takes a folding chair to the back of the head to start the match. Oh, however will he? He powers out and wins the match. This is the Thunder gla- beat the Clippers. This is the glamour series that's next, right? It's, I mean, it's, it's a, I it's mean here's the deal. I love both watch. of these teams. Two teams that can put up 130 points yeah. in a heartbeat. Yeah. I, I, this is the, whoever wins this is coming out the West. I'm sorry. I do not see Portland. I do not see it at all. Well, my official clip is Pacers or Pacers Clippers. Don't feel good about the Pacers. Mm. I, and I felt like I couldn't change my pick because it's my team. But and I still feel like Clippers could come out of there. OKC is tough, man, and Portland's tough. And Santa, the West is tough. No, no, don't again. Don't hear me wrong. I don't want to discount the Spurs or what they're capable of. They proved last year that uh, you know, barring shadiness down the stretch with fouls to Manu Ginobili. They should have beaten the Heat in Game 7 last year. Absolutely. This is a team that can win in a year. I just think they're very vulnerable right now. There's just something. I don't think Portland knocks them off. I do think the Thunder knock them off next series, though. And if they don't, the Clippers will. Uh, Absolutely. I think the Clippers are not a bad pick. I mean, they were my dark horse team to uh, make the finals, if you remember. And does anybody want to talk trash anymore about Blake Griffin being soft or not having a jump shot like they did at the beginning of the season? You know what I say? He's a beast. I don't know if he has a jump shot, but he has a jump pack. And he will sell you some game fly, sir. Right? He will come uh, right out your TV. He's a great pitch man right now, isn't um, he? I love him in that vest. Also. I hate vests. Also, I love Blake Griffin in a vest. Hey, let's talk about hockey later, too. Just for a minute. Okay. Well, I thought we already did that. Did we? I talked about the Red Wings. Uh, we didn't talk <laughs> that was, about. Sorry, we're contractually we obligated no more than 30 seconds We didn't hockey. talk about the LA Kings being down to them, the dastardly Anaheim you know Ducks. We'll talk about that next. Yeah, fair enough. Let's do it. All right, then. Well, I think we've talked about NBA enough. Let's come back and talk a little NHL. Why not, right? Yeah. Aha! After three seconds of John Denver. Hockey talk on the Raisin Brent show that ah. doesn't involve the Detroit Red Wings choking? Ray, last week at this time, we were sitting here going, the Kings They're dead. Are done. They're done. They were down 3-0. Stick a fork in them. Four games later, they're into the second they're round. The, they're in. What happened? Not only that, Ray. They go up against the dastardly, the team with the cheesiest name. Vancouver Canucks? The Anaheim oh, Mighty Ducks. my bad. <laughs> Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Anaheim Mighty Ducks, you know... I went to go see an Anaheim Mighty Ducks game when they played the Red Wings in the playoffs a couple of years ago. The Red Wings handed their butts to them. I got to say, and man, the fans turned on me in the third because I was shouting stuff the whole time. I actually had a, a woman, some like, you know, 40 year old housefrau from the OC, shouting down about seven seats to my left in a row in front of me, yelling, Hey, shut up, Detroit. What do you know about hockey? Nice. I say, What do I know about? An original, a fan of an original six team, what do I know about hockey? I turn to her and I go, what do I know about? What do you know about hockey? Your best coach was Emilio Estevez. And then all I could just hear the Ducks fans around being like, ooh. 
And that got me at least about five more minutes of silence from the Ducks fans before they turned on me again. Yeah. So I'm not a Ducks fan is what I'm trying to say. There are a bunch of jerkos over there in the OC. I'll say it. So the, so the Ducks, they're definitely favored in this series against the Kings. Game yep. one, they're up 2-1. Can't stop Game's them. almost over, dude. Yeah, man. 10, 9, 8, 7. Oh, tying goal. Oh. Good job, Kings. Marion Gaborik. Gotta love it. You gotta love Marion Gaborik. He got picked up at the trade deadline from the Columbus Blue Jackets. He was dying in Columbus, Ray. Columbus is still alive as well, though. Well, they were. I'm just saying, he personally is in Columbus, Ohio. Who wouldn't be unhappy playing in Columbus, Ohio? So he gets the tying goal, seven seconds left. And then in overtime, he goes post and wins the game. Is it? And guess what? Game two. He has another goal tonight, and and they're up 2-1 in the second. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Coming into this playoff series, I thought the Sharks were going to beat him. When they were up three games to none, I had no reason to not think that way. But I, I, I counted out the Kings before they even started, kind of like what I did with the Pacers uh, when the playoffs started. Just counted yeah. them out. There's it didn't no seem like they were uh, they were getting hot. At the, it did not seem like they were getting hot at the right time, and that's a big thing in hockey. Whoever is just hot at the right time usually wins. That's true. That's why you see the eight seed and the seven seed win on a regular basis. I actually have a theory about this, and I've seen it play out more times than I can even count it. That's when you get to the NHL finals, you've got the best team, and then on the other side, you've got the hot goalie. Yeah. It generally works out that way, whether it's the year uh, uh, Godzilla, Kolzig took the uh, Washington Capitals all the way to the finals uh, and then lost in the finals that year. Um, I've seen Martin Brodeur, uh, Patrick Waugh, you know, do it. Now, in some cases, they or also have the best team. That year that the Sharks got to the finals with J.P. Jaguar getting jiggy with it. Oh, that's right, Jaguar. Yee, Jaguar. But <laughs> it's just fun to say, Jaguar. Yeah. Hey, Brent, what's your Jaguar? <laughs> De plume. <laughs> Um, but and lately, I mean, the year that the Kings won, they had the hot goalie with Jonathan Quick, and then they ended up winning the championship, though. So I mean, they do break through and still win the title. But usually, I mean, you had the Florida Panthers get there one year with a hot goalie, and the Red Wings dispatched them in the finals. It, it happens. Um, I still think that whoever comes out of the East, whether it's Pittsburgh or Boston, Boston is scary good, though. Boston is Boston. I've watched most of that entire series with the Red Wings. Uh, they're they're so good. Like we we were good. They were way better. I'll say it before. I'll say it again. I think whoever comes out of the East wins the Stanley Cup this year. But give props to the Kings for just doing what they're doing right now. Yeah, you don't have to win the title to be impressive, right? Yeah. Well, and like you said, all you take, need is a hot goal. You get to the finals, and then who knows what happens? You can do it. Yeah, you can carry it all the way. Brent. I'm worried. I'm worried if they get past this round that they're gonna play those. Blackhawks and they're they're Chicago's right kind of good too, but Whew. they're a step below Pittsburgh and Boston. Probably, yeah. But, but Brent, we just talked about hockey. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And oh, what's that? What's that, David? Look, we can officially end the show because no one no one's listening anymore. Oh. Oh. Hey Ray. Yeah. You know how we usually call CP3 Chris Paul. We usually call him CP3. Oh yeah. Guess what they call him tonight? So far after three quarters. CP four, CP three, 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 three. That's eight threes. That's a lot of threes. That's eight threes. I thought he was injured, Ray, but he's injured. He won't be able to stop Russell Westbrook. You know what happened is a um, Cliff Paul actually just like he had been playing the first couple games. Got to share the ball. And Cliff Paul, the one that got injured, so he's having trouble selling his insurance right now. Poor guy. Yeah. Well, at least he can go on disability. You know. State Farm has great disability. <laughs> First hockey, and then we crash the show. Awesome. 
There it is. Okay, cool. We'll be right back to wrap up the show after three seconds of Bob Dylan. I want to rise rising night and day. All the gold and silver I'll be in storing away. Picture Turner looking east and west from the dark room of his mind. He made to Kansas City, 12th Street and Vine. Hey, everybody. We're back and we're we going to wrap up the show. Episode 47 of Raisin, Raisin Bread. Bread. But before we um, do our thanks and et cetera's and et cetera's, we do have to mention Donald Sterling. So Donald Sterling has made mainstream media. He has been all over everything. I mean, he's kind of the biggest story of the last week and a half since we last did a show. Kind of fell out of nowhere. I mean, we knew he was not a great dude, but we still were kind of like, well, we like the Clippers, so we tolerate him, right? Yeah. And he's been all over the mainstream. So we felt like we had to at least mention it. We have to talk about it a little bit. Certain things have come to light, Ray. Yes. I don't know if you heard about them. Yes. Go on. He's He's racist. <laughs> Yeah, it turns out um, he's a big old, but he's an what is he an eighty one year old billionaire? No excuse, Ray. I, I don't make no excuses excuse. for people to be racist. He if lived it's... through the civil rights, you know, the whole civil rights thing in the sixties. He was like forty years old when that happened. I just think so... at, a, at a certain point, though, I mean, you become the person that you are, and if you have that darkness inside of you, you're never going to get rid of it. You just have to shut up about it. I mean, I think what this shows more than anything is that. He hangs out with his own club of people, and they right. they share their own ideas and don't have any ever have any new in- well, ideas introduced to them. Absolutely, I mean, and despite the fact that I mean, I don't understand why we just keep referring to uh, this uh, Stiviano as his girlfriend. He is still married, so he's a bad dude on two accounts, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, right. You know, and and his girlfriend is uh, half black and half Mexican. Yeah. And, you know, and he's dating her, employing her, question mark, question mark. And and we touched on this a little bit earlier. As much as everyone is, you know, just bashing on V. Stiviano, this whole thing doesn't get revealed unless she releases the tapes. So, you know what? Maybe she didn't do it for the right reasons. I don't care. I'm glad that it came to light. I just think everyone's a terrible person in this situation. I think she's terrible. He's terrible. I mean, he's got darkness inside of him very clearly. Maybe she's terrible, but he's worse. He's definitely worse. I mean, he's the one with all the money. But here's the thing is, you know, at the end of the day, Adam Silver did the right thing. He suspended him, just banned him from the game. He's going to try to force him to sell the team. You know, he's essentially persona non grata as far as the NBA goes. Correctly so. you know, he doesn't get that done without knowing that he has the support of all the owners. Oh, you have to believe. Yeah. And how many of those owners probably? We're like, oh, we agree with them, but we have to pretend like we don't. Yeah. And then how many of them are like, uh, I got some skeletons in my closet. Right. Too. I hope they don't get revealed. How many, you know, how many secret recordings could come out from these guys? I don't want to speculate, but it's just when you're dealing with old white billionaires who happen to be sports owners, there's probably a lot of darkness inside a lot of these guys as well. I don't even know where I'm going with that. It's just uh, he's bad. They're all bad. Stiviano's bad. His wife, apparently, not that great either. Just ugh, just get, get all of them out of the NBA. Get them all out of sports, please. Yep. Get Oprah to buy that team. Why not, right? Why not? I mean, sounds sounds good to me. Ugh. I'm buying the Clippers! And she just goes on it for halftime. And you get a Clipper! And you get a Clipper! Whoa. That's more racist than Donald Sterling. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah, how dare you? <laughs> I just, you know, look under your seat, section 308, row 11, seat 5. You get to play for the Clippers. Yay. Uh, what? It's, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. It's just, it's just, it's just poopy. It's just a poopy, poopy, pooped yeah, out situation. about people in general. 
I want to believe. I want to believe that these issues in this country are we can take a step beyond them. But every single time I think that we're in living in the future, it turns out we're not. And at the end of the day, what is this really going to teach Donald Sterling? Well, you know what he the lesson Donald Sterling got from all of this that, that came out? I wish I would I wish, have paid her off. I wish I would have paid her off. I wish I would have paid her off. That just shows That's you that, the lesson. That shows you that he's learned nothing from this. Well, how could he? He's still a billionaire. He's not worried where his next sandwich is coming from. He'll right. get seven more mistresses if he would like them to. I'm sorry, girlfriends, if he wants them. What? Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. He can't go to Clipper games anymore. Oh, well. I guess he'll have to make half a billion dollars selling the team. Oops. And you know what? People are giving his wife a pass, too. You know, she, and they're all feeling like, well, she is a victim because he's cheating on her, allegedly. Allegedly, seemingly. But if you've ever seen a Clippers game for, like, 30 years, he's always had a younger girl sitting yes, next has. to him. So it's not like this is a new thing. Oh, what? His, he's cheating on me? His assistant. Now, what she assists him with, hey, everybody. Uh-huh. Trombone. That was so stupid. Sound a little rusty, right? Uh, anyway, yeah, that's pretty much all I wanted to say about it. It's just he. At the end of the day, he's still going to win. Everybody's going to think he's a jerk, but when you're a billionaire, no one cares. I don't think you he can wins. live however you I want. I think he wins in the same way that OJ won in court, but he's a public pariah. He can't go anywhere. He has, you know. And Larry King, I think, said it best. He said, "I don't know if this guy has any friends." So. Is if you're a billionaire, as long as you're buying, you got friends. Right? There's a stick but song he, about that. He said that. even that. He's like, you know, he has a lot of money. I don't know that he has any close friends. Hmm. We'll see. I mean, uh, I wish all the Houston, best. Houston, hello. As much as I hate to say it, I wish all the best on his prostate cancer in that I hope it takes him out quick. Wow. Oh, hey, I went there. Gracious me. But anyway, that's going to wrap up the show. Yep. going to end on a butt cancer joke. Mm-hmm. So literally, his butt is, is, is handing it to him. <laughs> uh, in any case, unfortunately, I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And this is how you can uh, contact the show. You can uh, send me all the flames and hate mails you want to after those terrible jokes. At Almighty Ray on Twitter. And I'm at Scoops Pope. That's right. You can tweet at the show at Ray Brent Podcast. Email the show, Podcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on, uh, you know, hit up the show on iTunes. Five-star review. Put something on there. We haven't checked it in, I don't know, months. Meh. We check it all the time, Ray. Why I don't check it. That? Here's the, I, I don't do. check it. We don't. Yeah, you're right. We don't. We don't. One of us does. Thank you. Hey, we get you doing, doing it behind the scenes. Uh-huh. Hit us up on Stitcher Radio, man. Put us on your uh, playlist. We've got a few already building, and I like that Stitcher Radio app, man. Just one click away, and you could be listening to the melodic tones of my voice. It's cool. It's kind of like neat and stuff, yo. Yeah. Or get the Stitcher app for your phone or what have you. Um, we got to say our thank yous, right? Mm-hmm. Thank you to David Noel for producing the show. Jeremy Buck and the Bang. Jeremy Buck and the Bang. Got to thank the train wrecks for all the musics. We got to thank... Um, Artist extraordinaire. Jordan Monsell. Jordan Monsell. Got to go to jordanmonsell.com and buy some art. He made the Raisin Brent logo. And uh, Brent, anybody you want to thank this week? Mm, no. What, I'm good. What do you mean no? I mean no, I'm it's good. episode 47. It's Raisin Brent. You don't want to thank. It's tradition. You want to thank Miguel Cabrera or Matt Stafford and make some ha-ha hilarious fat joke. Ah. Mor- morbid obesity is no joke, right? You're not going to be like, hey, Matt Stafford, I want to thank him for, oh, thanks, Stafford, for closing down the 405 so you could use it as your slip and slide. Ah. Yeah, that was terrible when he did that. But that's not funny. It's hack. It's It's hack. hack. That's what I've learned. After 47 episodes, now it's hack. 
Well, now that you're doing it, yeah. Good night, everybody. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You always get what you wanted. Episode 47 is now ending if Brent will let it. Yes. Okay. But we did want to talk about Donald Sterling. Love him. Just waiting for you to drop that <laughs> shoe. How dare you? Brent's been saying inappropriate things. You might want to stick around for some uh, bleeps and bloops later. Anyway. kind of. No, hitting... I haven't. Now we have to start over. All right. Let's start over for real. All right. Let's... All right. We'll do it. Let's do it. Guys, we've had a lot of fun today. But there's nothing funny about racism. <laughs> Why am I laughing then? That's the outtake. Right <laughs> oh, poop. Okay. Um, let's just start over. <laughs> it's that time of that's, night. That's the outtake. Right <laughs> that's hilarious. We just said that.